We're keeping our eye on the ball. The problem is, it's the wrong ball. The Monica Perez Show starts now. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Every Saturday afternoon, usually 3 to 6. Today, it's 2 to 4. There's Georgia basketball this afternoon here on WSB. And then in the 8 o'clock hour, we'll broadcast live the Republican debate. It'll be the last debate before the New Hampshire primary, which is Tuesday. And uh, we'll be broadcasting it here. I am. This is an interesting time because Monday was the first real poll in the election. It was the Iowa caucus. Before that, it had just been media polls. And if you if you really look at those polls, they vary a tremendous amount, like just on the same day among different pollsters. And last week I had said I thought that Cruz would beat Trump in Iowa. And that was not what the polls were saying. And I even pointed out numerous times recently that I thought we were getting softened up to expect that the polls were going to be wrong. I talked about that, I know, last week when I had seen in the Wall Street Journal an article about the UK, last year's UK election having faulty polls and how first-time caucus goers uh, are unreliable, so the polls might be wrong. And I thought, why are they putting an article in the valuable space of the Wall Street Journal about a UK poll from last year unless they're trying to soften us up? So I wasn't even really evaluating the polls. I was just evaluating the media. And I, I just find that stuff that's in the mainstream media is more often than not, if not almost always, really, it's really never to inform. I really don't feel like they sit around thinking, what will people be interested in? I think it's always really to influence. They sit around thinking, how will this make people think? Not... You know, what will it make them think? How how will they perceive this? How will this influence them? And that's what I felt I was being set up for. And the and the headline the next day after the Iowa caucus in the Wall Street Journal was Cruz vaults past Trump in Iowa. So I had that did not surprise me. It it surprised me a little bit that I was right, because in the beginning, I and the first show of the year for me, I and I just posted this on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, I gave my predictions for 2016. And my number one prediction, I actually have it uh, written in my notes in bold, saying, bold prediction, Trump crashes, Cruz rises, Jeb steals Super Tuesday. So... I, it's very hard to stand by that prediction since Jeb Bush polls at like 3%. However, I am not giving up on it because uh, if this thing really is unfolding like a loosely scripted reality show, I think that's where we might be headed. And I, I won't, the Super Tuesday thing is a little different this year. Uh, everything until March, up to and including March 14th, all the primaries except for South Carolina will be awarded proportionally, and then on the 15th, it's winner-take-all. So uh, it's the 
the importance of the dates in the past are not necessarily critical. Like it might not, Jeb, for example, if he was going to get the nomination, might not have to sweep Super Tuesday. And uh, I actually think that New Hampshire this year will be the first year in history where the nominee for either party, uh, now the Democrats definitely, the one and two in New Hampshire will be Bernie and Hillary, and one of them will be the nominee. But on the Republican side, I don't think the one and two are in New Hampshire will necessarily be the nominee. I think that uh, you can look at anyone who finishes in the top four in New Hampshire, and I I think Jeb will be in that number, and I think that he'll probably be the last governor standing by March first, when March first, which is Super Tuesday. And I, so I think there's you're you're going to see a surprise. I think Jeb is going to surprise us in New Hampshire. Uh, you know, as far as the media is going to be like, oh, this is a surprise. I think he'll do well in the debate tonight, and they'll they'll say it's because his family brought his family out. Finally, his mom and his brother, and that really turned the tide for him. Like that's how I see this Jeb thing unfolding. Uh, and and I I feel like with New Hampshire, say it's like Trump, Cruz, Rubio, and Jeb in the top four. This Trump Cruz thing, I I think. It's, I know that they pull really high. I know they have this huge proportion of the country is behind them. But I really get the feeling that it's a sideshow. Like, I, I, have, I have pegged this thing as smacking of a professional wrestling uh, plot for a really long time. So as soon as Cruz and Trump switched from being buddies, they were like hands off each other, to being enemies, the way the media was talking about it, oh, it's a bloodbath, blah, blah, blah. I said, wow, this is feels so much like wrestling. And then someone pointed out to me that Trump actually is a wrestling star. He is uh, he is a superstar in WWE. He has, he's a Hall of Famer there. And uh, I was talking about that too. And then this week, so so the media... A uh, narrative on this, the tone had changed on a dime. And I heard it this week where I was listening to Fox and Fox Business News. I switched from one channel to the other. And within five minutes on The Five and Cavuto, they referred to the Trump Cruise thing as straight out of WWE. And that's the wrestling. And I talked about that for the past couple of weeks. So you heard that first here, and now they're talking about it. And I think that. Uh, you can see the change in the way the media is talking about Trump starting now. Before, it was like, oh, a Trump-Fox rivalry. They Fox was mean to Trump and all that kind of stuff. However, they respected him. They gave him face. They gave him dignity and credibility. And now I feel like they're starting to mock him a little bit, which is what they do. They ignore you or they mock you. But they don't take you as seriously as they were taking Trump before if they actually want to hurt you. So I feel like now the worm has turned and those guys are continuing with this, uh, but that it's it's not as um, it's not going to be as lasting. They're not going to have the legs that that it looks like they might. And, and you don't even have to, like, go down a rabbit hole with me. You can uh, you can just look at this as a way for the media to make some money. I've said this before, like I view election year as like the Black Friday of media. It's the year that that they get their big, big ratings. That's where their bread and butter is. And and it would not make sense for them to just announce Hillary and Jeb most likely are going to get it, you know, go back to sleep. Don't worry about don't don't watch TV this year. 
I think I, I had seen this. I thought they might actually rotate through the candidates in the spotlight. Trump, Cruz, now Rubio, even if it's just to get ratings, just to shake up their content a little bit. And I see that they are focusing on Rubio now. But if you listen to how they're, uh, how it feels to me like he's being positioned as VP. That Chris Christie, there was a quote in the journal saying, even even when Rubio insults me, he has to read it from a piece of paper. And uh, nearby, also in the journal, a voter was quoted as saying, oh, something like, Rubio's green, but I like his ideas. So that's perfect. Like, that's a perfect positioning for a VP to to be like the great guy, but just it's not quite his time. And then it would make way for an elder statesman. So you could then see uh, this open up for somebody like Jeb, especially if two things happen. If the economy continues to perform poorly, that will uh, Jeb will be able to talk about his record in Florida. He's the governor of Florida. And if if terrorism continues to take the main stage, then that will also benefit Jeb because he'll have these these uh, bush chops that people will feel if they're really afraid that he would be the guy. And then Rubio could be his running mate and uh, they could even have a 12 years of the GOP in the White House. The thing with, uh, uh, but I will say that, oh, this thing happened today. You really can't make this up. That that played right into my thinking that they will want to, they are going to help Jeb, maybe even it helps Christie, but with, playing up terrorism as the most important issue to voters. So I heard, (laughs) I was listening to Fox this morning, and I heard them say, people of New Hampshire are being warned that Syrian migrants may be crossing over the Canadian border and may have sympathies for ISIS. And that was just so may, might, Whatever it didn't, it was not a. It was there was no evidence, there was no story, there was nothing. But the real tell was that it said people of New Hampshire are being warned. When if you if you look up, I looked up the top ten border crossings in the United States, and the only two that were from Canada were in Buffalo and Niagara Falls and Detroit, Michigan. So why are the people from New Hampshire being warned three days before their primary? I mean, it's a hundred percent to. Uh, to make these issues the most important issues. And I noticed other, so they're, they're telling us that we are pulling, our, that that's a bottoms-up thing, but it's really a top-down thing, this fear factor. So Rand Paul dropped out of the race this year, uh, this year, this week. And he, and what the media reports were that when, when Iowa polling started in 2014, Rand was leading the GOP, Hillary, everybody. Because he, Ron Paul, his father, was so popular there. And he just tanked and never really recovered. He ended up with 5% of the Iowa caucus vote. But the mainstream media has been saying that his, uh, the reason he tanked was that the country had moved more hawkish. The voters were looking for someone who was more eager to get into another war. And that... Any libertarian will tell you, and I got emails to this effect, and I observed it myself, and I wrote an article about it, uh, you can read on my website, that that what he did was, 
why he lost viability in the polls was because he turned more hawkish. He was pivoting towards the Republican establishment. He was pivoting towards the uh, hawkishness, um, trying to compromise with them about being more warmongery. And that lost his Ron Paul base because the Ron Paul voters remember that Ron Paul people criticized him. They said his foreign policy was dangerous, his non-interventionist foreign policy. But if you really look at, if you listen to what they say, it's the interventionist policy that's dangerous. That's the thing that spreads terrorism like wildfire. If you look at, we are being so softened up. This is the bull we don't have our eye on. Uh, uh, a lot of war. There's, uh, I think something's going to happen this year. It's very significant. I'm going to talk about it at the bottom of the hour. But this week, like every day this week, we've been primed in, uh, in the media for we need to intervene in, in Libya. Because we took out Gaddafi and ISIS spread like wildfire. And at the same time, the same people are saying, take out Assad so ISIS doesn't take over Syria. It just, it's, it's not true. So it, the people didn't leave Rand. He left the people. Then he came back. He got more popularity. And uh, I think that he'll emerge as a very important player going forward. I'll talk uh, more about that. Take your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday afternoon. Uh, a lot of times I am moved around. We have basketball today um, and we have the debate tonight at 8. So I'm on till 4. Uh, but I'm taking your calls till then, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. I'm going to Jay in Alpharetta. Hi, Jay. You're on with Monica. Well, hey, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. You know, I, I called you a while ago when the, the race started, very excited about John Kasich, and also mentioned that I was a libertarian who wasn't really in sync with, with Rand Paul. And I just heard you speak about, you know, his problems kind of occurring when he turned hawkish. But I always thought it was a very bizarre place to be, to be even left of Obama. And I know you're in that same spot, too. I understand that. But even to be left of Obama on foreign policy and to think you have really any chance with Hold the on. GOP. Hold right? on. We have to clarify a second here. Okay. Uh, Obama, in my mind, whatever lip service he pays to whatever philosophical viewpoint on left, right, whatever, first of all, my position is 100% uh, philosophical and very different from Obama. It's the concept of a just war. So you cannot initiate aggression unless someone initiates aggression towards you. And I think the right shares that viewpoint. The problem is they believe the facts that are presented to them on Fox News and other right-wing mainstream media that tells them that we are in a position where we have to defend ourselves against terrorists that are coming out of nowhere. But if you peel the onion a little bit, you'll see that our allies are promoting that terrorism and our intervention, like in Libya, spreads that terrorism. So I'm saying non-intervention is the correct defensive position. I think Obama's fake left position is that he's sympathetic with Muslims and blah, 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 but he does the bidding of the neocons. He's the one who took Gaddafi out in Libya without uh, any protests on the street corners. He silences the anti-war left by pretending that he's left. Anyway, I just had to get that out. <laughs> well, okay, but then let me ask you this. 
if, if the vacuum that we created in Iraq really grew ISIS into what they are, and they're taking off heads of Christians, what do you do? Nothing? Well, uh, if you look at my... Go to my website, monicapressure.com. There's like 40... I have 40 links, one of which about ISIS, one of which is this Defense Intelligence Agency report that was leaked in 2012, That's or leaked recently from 2012, that said, oh... Looks like there's this Salafist principality, which is another word for an Islamic state, growing up on the border between Syria and Iraq. This is great. This is exactly what we want so that we have an excuse to unseat Assad in Syria. So if we're promoting, I mean, the, in the beginning, the story of ISIS was 800 guys were holding these cities captive or whatever. And you saw a picture of them in these matching uh, Toyota Hilux trucks all through the desert. They said that they had captured all of our uh, our equipment, materiel, stuff like that. You don't even need, you don't actually even need authorization from the president to destroy material captured by enemies. So the narrative that this thing just popped up and what are we going to do now is uh, is shallow. It's shallow, and you're, if you dig in at all, you will see that our actions and the actions of our allies, which is what Benghazi was really about, sending arms through Turkey into Syria, is what's creating this instability and creating the risks that we get from ISIS. But I'm happy to continue this conversation. I think it's really going to define the the real story that goes on this year, 404 872 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can also tweet at me. I can read some tweets after the break at Monica Perez Show. You got me excited because this would truly be both an adventure and a learning experience. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday afternoon, usually till from 3 to 6. Today I'm on from 2 to 4. Then there's basketball, and uh, the Republican debate will be on WSB tonight in the 8 o'clock hour, the last one before the New Hampshire primary. But I, people listen to me regularly, or people who are familiar with the libertarian position, don't need me to explain this, but some people do need to understand that what a libertarian is to the last caller said i was left of obama on anything is crazy because i'm (laughs) i am so uh anti-government that i actually am an anarcho-capitalist which is an extreme form of libertarianism i think that capitalism creates real capitalism not cronyism which only results from a government relationship but real capitalism that is just arm's length transactions would actually make the the playing field level uh wealth uh distribution would be more even as people competed away each other's profits and that it's self-ordering and that you would uh, contract with private security and stuff. That's an extreme position. I understand that. Uh, Joe Sobran, the great Joe Sobran, actually called himself a philosophical anarchist. Like, philosophically, yes, but uh, you can go down that road. But really, just as far as being a libertarian, uh, it is, to quote or paraphrase the great Harry Brown, it is... Uh, a position of personal, individual liberty and personal responsibility on all issues at all times. 
And if you want to put it in terms of the Republicans and the Democrats and uh, conservative and liberal positions, it's small government and extreme fiscal conservatism. Uh, The government has no uh, position on social legislation, especially the federal government. Do not legislate on anything at the federal level from abortion to gay marriage. No. And then the third thing is very strong self-defense. As a libertarian, I might actually say that self-defense is the only uh, right that we really have that's really relevant to our discussion of government, that that it, the entire authority of the government is based on our delegating to them our right to self-defense. But what is self-defense? You have to be threatened to use it. And the whole uh combat that's going on right now uh, for Republicans or even for the, the, the country is that the military industrial complex who Eisenhower warned us against defense companies, banks and energy sector is the top three, in my opinion, they want to convince us that having these wars in the Middle East and even in Ukraine, uh, which is coming, are, are self-defensive because terrorists are coming over the borders in Canada and Mexico. Well, they would say that anyway, I'll tell you that, that they will pump up memes that are not completely verified. But regardless, the terrorism problem comes from the intervention. We take out these bloody dictators who uh, are secularists and keep these guys in jail. They don't have the Bill of Rights. And I don't like that. You know, I mean, I, I don't I think everyone deserves those rights. It's not comes from the government. It comes from God or just nature. But the reality is when we go in there and intervene in sovereign countries and take out their leaders, we destabilize their system and it spreads like wildfire. And what happened in Libya, Gaddafi himself anticipated. And before the bomb started dropping, he said, look, if I can't stop you from intervening, just let me abdicate. Give control to the military or whatever until you can figure this out. I don't want my country descending into chaos and being overrun by terrorists. And Hillary wouldn't even talk to him about that. I have I did two shows on this a year ago. You can go to my website, MonicaPereshow.com. And she went in and bombed, and look what happened. So my position is not some left, sympathetic, uh, you know, um, liberal thing at all. I believe in real self-defense, and I think that what we're doing is is not does not fit the definition of a just war. It is not a response to uh, aggression initiated by somebody else. It's initiated by our allies over there. But beyond that, it's not in our. It's not doesn't increase our safety. It doesn't actually. It's not actually defensive to go over there and take Assad out. And look what happened when we started pounding away at Syria. That's what created the refugee crisis. I actually wrote in September on my website that I thought the Pope was reckless in emphasizing the Syrian refugee crisis because clearly it was going to be used as a justification to invade Syria. And that I just heard it on Fox today. They said, we need to establish a safe zone so we are safe in Syria to keep the migrants there so we are safe from them here at home. So it's really a question of facts, not principles. We all agree self-defense is uh, your right. But what what serves that end? And if we can do it nonviolently, that supports the just war thesis. So that's really where the libertarians come out. But we are positioned sometimes, obviously, <laughs> not exactly that way. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Melina in Atlanta. Hi, Melina. You're on with Monica. Hi. 
Hi. Um, I'm actually at work normally about this time, so this is my first time tuning in. I just really want to say that I'm so glad I did because uh, you, I've listened to many shows and, and listened to the media, and I've never found anybody that really understands what I'm thinking and really has actually spoken it out loud. I'm like, oh, my gosh, she gets it. So awesome. I'm, I'm really glad I'm tuning into your show. Thank you so I much. And you had that. an interesting point from the screener. Tell me what it is. Um, the interesting point is that um, when you mentioned about Jeb Bush, um, that I honestly believe that there's there's some, there, there's something in mind uh, for him. But I feel like he's peaking at the right time. But my, I have a question. I'm, I haven't had anybody answer for me. But would there ever be a Rubio? Is it possible to have a Jeb and Rubio ticket or a Rubio and Jeb ticket? Because somebody said it's not possible because they're both coming out of Florida. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I I guess the. Purple states, uh, Ohio and Florida, uh, are the biggest ones. They say that Republicans can't win the national election without winning those states. Uh, I, I get a little suspicious sometimes with the, with the actual down and dirty on the elections because, for example, mm-hmm. in Ohio, they said there were in one county more votes for Obama than there were registered voters. So I think if you really go down the rabbit hole, you can uh, come out the other side with um, that anything can happen. But yeah, I think if they can absolutely guarantee Florida, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that whatever Republican is going to win this year, I just think that I think the economy will continue to take a beating, and um, and that'll that'll encourage people to want to switch parties. I think terrorism is going to continue to be. Uh, take center stage, and that's going to uh, favor the Republicans. Mm-hmm. So, I, I think really uh, Trump has, since he's, he knew um, Jeb Bush would be one of the main targets to to take down, and he basically labeling him as low energy. Um, I think that kind of hurt him in the beginning, but I think that he's definitely going to come up, and people are really going to open their eyes to see that you know the, he, his policies that does make sense, and he makes sense, and he actually looks like a real candidate. Um, versus that any anybody else yes. that I've seen apart from Rubio, um, but uh, I think he's got a great heart for the country, and they shouldn't underestimate him. I think he he's going to govern just like his father did, like with with heart, you know. And love Melina, him. I really think that you are reflecting exactly what was a real strategy. I think that to underestimate. Jeb as being fumbling and bumbling, which is what he kind of looks like on those debates sometimes. I got an email from Brad saying, you know, I think maybe that bumbling thing is an act. Wasn't Jeb in the CIA, which I had not even heard that rumor. There was a, some plausible arguments that his banking stuff in South America was really cover for the CIA, a CIA role. I don't know about that, but I do think that there's more strategy here than meets the eye with Jeb, and that if you want to get a low-energy candidate to seem like the guy you want, what would be a better way to do it than to trot out the most bombastic, charismatic, high-energy guy who makes you realize that that's really not the guy whose finger you want on the button. I'm not saying that's my position necessarily. I'm just saying I think that's the strategy, and I think you hit on it. I'm going to Don in Loganville. Hi, Don. You're on with Monica. Hey, uh, I just want to follow up on what that lady just said. Uh, The reason Ronald Reagan chose Bush 1 is because he needed that Texas uh, electoral vote. You see, you have Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, and Ohio. Those are the important key states for uh, pulling the vote. 
And that's why most of these VPs have been pulled from those states. So, you don't think that Texas always goes Republican? Well, Was there a, doubt? It's a, big, it's a big state. That's why he chose Bush. But anyway, that's not why I called. Okay. I wanted to just throw something at you. In a perfect world, libertarianism would work nicely, but we're not in a perfect world. People do not take self-responsibility. But along those lines, the thing I want to say is I wish that these uh, networks and all would allow the public to interview these uh, candidates because we drill down and can have better questions that really would uh, take the pulse of the candidate. Now, nobody except Christie is answering the entitlement program. He, he only goes halfway. And by the way, in, uh, Social Security is an entitlement because we are entitled to it. They also throw in welfare in that, and that's not an entitlement. Oh, that's an interesting distinction, Don, and it really brings out an article, uh, reminds me of an article I read in the Journalist Week that said, say goodbye to entitlement reform, that GOP voters now want to defend what they consider to be legitimate entitlements like Social Security, not illegitimate ones like welfare. I'd never heard that before, and now here you are. Isn't that funny how things pop up again and again? Uh, Do you think that's true? you think that is how the Republicans think about it? Well, I know Christie is saying every time they talk to him, they say, hey, tough stuff. You know, if he's in there, he's going to um, do away with Social Security with anybody making over $200,000. That You know, that's not the right answer. The right answer is to put all these folks to work that can work and uh, get them off the welfare rolls. That's the real answer. But uh, anyway, I want to know, does anybody know why Carly is not on that stage tonight? Well, they they said that technically the way they had uh, laid out all the waiting and all that ahead of time, uh, she doesn't, you know, it's a math question and she didn't fit into that math answer. And that's what they said about Rand Paul also. But CNN made an exception for Carly, even though the math wasn't right for her. So maybe it is political behind the scenes. I think she's the smartest person on any stage. She is also the most hawkish in the field. And I just, uh, I think those, that that this narrative that we're told about what happened in Syria, that Assad, this brutal crackdown, created this problem, is just not true. Any, Any real investigation is just not true. So when these guys talk about that, they either are not informed and not really digging in, or they're being disingenuous. So I don't, anytime, it, it, and Rubio does the same thing. It's just, and Cruz, they're just so simplistic. That's why I liked Rand Paul. And you did start, Don, by saying in a, in a perfect world, libertarianism would work, but people are irresponsible. I actually think it's the opposite. I think that in a world of responsibility, of personal consequences, you have responsibility overnight, that it was holding people's hands that made them lose their sense of responsibility, and that this was a much uh, stronger, more independent country before all this nanny stuff, all the entitlement stuff. And uh, one other thing you said, Don, I wanted to pick up on, is that you said we should have uh, the candidates answer the questions. Well, I, I... had an idea that we should have, uh, you should be able to go to a website 
and have anybody who's registered and uh, there's a thousand people some Brad emailed me told me there's a thousand people run it registered to run for president this year I didn't check that out but let's say there's a lot hundreds you could go in there and just check off your opinion on all the issues and it could spit out to you who's your guy wouldn't that be great I mean that it, it, what if there were no advertisements and you could just actually make people commit to issues and then support them based on that that would be Awesome. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB till 4 today, normally 3 to 6. Uh, going to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, going to Bill in Athens. Hi, Bill. You're on with Monica. Good afternoon. Uh, Monica, I just wanted to make a couple of quick statements and then uh, let you follow up. Uh, watching Fox News uh, the other day, which uh, had a, a spot from a Senate hearing on the Middle East wars, and a senator asked uh, General Mitchell if he could attack the Afghans simply because they were Afghans. Yeah, the Taliban. The Taliban, right? And he said, yes. He said, no, I cannot do that. Uh, The Pentagon will not allow me to do that. I find that a stunning statement. Because we're at war with the Taliban? Like there's a declared war? Yeah. And, and, And he cannot attack them simply because they're Taliban. Why should he, like, what would be the, it's a legal question. What is the legal foundation for him to be able to attack the Taliban? Without provocation, well, I, I think I, I think all of those people are their their ultimate goal is to get at us. But and we created we, the Taliban. I think that there's something fishy going on with that. Like those five people we sent back for, uh, during the Bergdahl swap, who came from Gitmo, they were mm-hmm. part of the Haqqani network, and Haqqani was the guy who for, worked for Charlie Wilson in Charlie Wilson's war. So I think that we're I don't think it's crystal clear what's going on over there. Well, it's 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 not. Well, it's it's being controlled by the White House, just like other failed efforts uh, in in Vietnam. Uh, but here's or, the thing: they you can't authorize a general to just uh, kill people who belong to a certain group unless that group is a uh, a declared enemy. So we have to declare war and. Uh, the authorization to use force does have to do with 9-11, and you could say that the Taliban uh, is a part of that, but we are allying with al-Qaeda in Syria against Assad, and look at the trouble it's causing us. So we're we're really operating way out of bounds of the authorization to use force as, as it exists, but here's the scary part, is that in response to that, what you just said is a setup to get what you saw on Fox is a setup to get us to want what Mitch McConnell is putting forward, which is an authorization to use force that goes beyond what Obama even asked for. It has no limits in space or time. So there's no geographical limits and it never ends. This is what part of what I think Ash Carter, Mitch McConnell, and even Obama are setting up this year for this kind of limitless war so that the new president won't have to fight the battle to get that war. He'll just have the 
war and then he can prosecute it. And uh, I think it's I think it's dangerous. I really do. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, I'm also uh, going to get to more calls at, at, after the break. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. But I want to just get back to the election stuff for a second. When the caller brought up this entitlement reform, it reminded me that if we're not careful, we'll head towards uh, UK-style conservatism. And that isn't what you want. So I'll tell you how to watch out for that right after that. This this is Monica Perez. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.